Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is Kevin with GFE, God Family, and Everything Else Podcast. And uh, today, I have another good one for you. Uh, today is actually something very important uh, that I wanted to go ahead and share with everyone. The reason why it's important is because it's something that the Lord instructed us to do while we... Uh, while we're here and spending our time on this earth, um, it is something very important that we do each and every day whenever the opportunity presents itself. And what, are, what am I talking about, you're wondering? And that is actually sharing the gospel with, uh, with anyone, uh, your loved ones, uh, your friends, you know, anyone that you may encounter that may have some questions about things. It's important that we share with them the gospel Share with them the good news, share with them the truth, and do it in a loving fashion. reason why I bring this up and reason why it's important for me is because, one, I want to say that throughout the, what the media portrays that Christians to be is something that's very incorrect. Um, and then there's also misguided Christians as well. We should not force our beliefs on what we believe and know to be true, to be honest, on anyone that chooses not to. But we are to invite them into the family invite them to knowing who the lord is invite them to share uh, to understand and experience everything that we get to experience that close relationship that personal relationship with the lord when you do it forcingly you are pushing them away like what are you going to accomplish when you try to force someone to believe what you believe and it can go with anything Let's say, for instance, in a relationship, you always see all the time on the movies uh, where a girl and a boy, they end up, they, they, you know, end up loving each other or, or in a hidden relationship just because either on the girl side or the mom side, I mean, uh, the boy side, uh, that the parent may not like that other individual, may not think that that individual is right for their child. And so they forbid them to go see them. Well, when you forbid somebody, what is that going to do? That's going to push them away from their family and closer to that individual that they that they like. Now, I understand you may not agree with some some things or 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 some the way somebody's lifestyle is. You may not agree with it, but you shouldn't sit there and condemn them immediately and then bash them over the head. Because what good is that going to do whenever you want them to hear what you want to share with them? It's just going to make them just standoffish, defensive, and then want to just back off and not want to hear a word you have to say. So the Lord instructs us on the proper way of going about it. And the reason why I'm bring, another reason why I'm bringing this up is because I have a good friend. Uh, we've been friends ever since high school. And... I want to say our friendship's been, we haven't seen each other, honestly, in over 20 years. Uh, but we've, I think I met him when I was a sophomore. I think so. It was on the bus. I met him. And it was an open seat. He was sitting there with a the skateboard. And so I offered to sit down. And, uh, or, I, or I said something. And I like scoot over or something. Just kind of jokingly. And he, he sat, he scooted over. But then right there, we were just kind of having a conversation. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about. But from that moment on, we became really good friends. Uh, I found out that he lived right up the street from me. And I would used to go up there all the time. He was he was very interested in a lot of things I was interested in. in you know, movies, games, uh, clothing. Yeah. And it was cool. It was just kind of real chill to hang out with him. And I'd probably seen him 
probably hung out almost almost every day. But then there came a point in time where we actually stopped hanging out. Um, and I honestly want to say it was, it was a bunch of high school stuff. We'll just say that. It was a bunch of, you know, not very important, immature reasons why I stopped talking to him. But fast forward, there was a, uh, I forgot how we reconnected. I think it was on Facebook or something. And from that moment on, it's just that we've been talking ever since and to this day. So we've been talking for over 20 years and yet we still have not seen each other and maybe like photos here and there but we even haven't even done like a zoom or anything like that but we still play online games and uh you know he's a true he's a true friend to be perfectly honest he's he's a true friend he's a good person to talk to we always have conversations about (laughs) politics we also have conversations about many many dumb things but you know we're friends we we have many likes and dislikes and stuff like that and uh so recently actually not recently but we've been off and on kind of talking about faith and he knows that i'm truly big into my faith and um, following Christ and trying to live my life the best way that I can. And uh, the great thing about it is when I share it with him, he'll listen. He won't push it away. He won't back it off. He won't condemn it or anything like that. He won't sit there and say, Kevin, I can't really talk to you because I don't uh, necessarily agree with your beliefs. He doesn't do that. He listens. And then he asks some questions. And he's when he does that, it makes me know that he's actually curious and he he said in himself that he's very curious and he's uh he believes that jesus is real and he believes that believes in god but he doesn't he's just not sure he hasn't truly accepted but he he knows there's a greater power than us we'll say that um but just the other day i want to say we were having a conversation and he he messaged me and he said you know uh hey um, I want to know if you're busy because there's a lot of things going on in my mind right now and there's something that happened and you're you're pretty much like a true friend to me and I want to know and I want to hear your perspective on things and what you're what you think about because I I don't know if I'm going about this all wrong but I definitely want to get your perspective and your thoughts on this situation and so I, I hit him up and I said hey yeah what's up what's going on and he's like hey did you even read did you even read why I asked? And I was like, oh, well, I only saw the last part, but I, I checked through the message and it looks like the, what happened was, I guess he had a work uh, work party. Let's let's go ahead and rewind. My, my friend hasn't been really in a relationship, uh, I want to say majority of his life. Um, you know, he, he knows a lot of people. He's talked to a lot of girls, but he hasn't genuinely been in a relationship. And... You know, I, I, I hate that. I, I hate that for him. I, I really want him to be in a relationship because he he's a good he's a good dude. He doesn't he doesn't drink. Um, he doesn't get involved in a lot of nonsense types of conversation. He doesn't hang out at clubs. He doesn't go to bars. He doesn't he doesn't do any of that. His lifestyle is mainly where he goes to he, he, he works and then he comes home and he's really big into games. Now, I know a lot of girls are turned off by guys at games, but hey, I want to find one guy that says I do not play games at all. I'm sure there is, but there's a small percentage. But let's be honest, guys really like playing games because it's a nice getaway from reality sometimes. 
and you can put a lot of your pent up stress inside games. You know, some like sports games, strategy games, doesn't matter. I enjoy games. I play games uh, pretty much almost every day. My wife doesn't mind, or if she does, she doesn't say anything. But <laughs> she will um, just let me do my thing, and it, it's cool. You know, I'm not a big gamer. I do like to play games occasionally again and my boys they enjoy games and the fact that my boys love games and i love games you know things we can kind of talk about but that's pretty much what his life is he, he goes to work and he comes home and he's not really an outdoorsy type person he, he usually stays in and he plays games and i'm sure this has been building up through time but yesterday he messaged to me saying that uh they had a work party and um there was a girl that he's been interested in and at this work party he caught her you know um, kissing a friend of his and it made him feel very he was very upset about it very bothered and he didn't like that feeling he didn't like what he witnessed and he wasn't too sure how to handle it so he asked me like what should he do i said well is this girl aware of how you feel about her and he said yeah, I think so. You know, we talk and I've offered to hang out with her and stuff like that. But I said, no, no. Have you sat down with her and let her know how you feel? Not saying, hey, let's hang out or anything like that. And he's like, well, I think so. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, if you really, truly like her, then let her know how you feel. And he came back and he was just saying that he wasn't he wasn't sure. And he didn't really like having this type of feeling. He's never felt like this towards anyone before. Uh, and he doesn't. He, it makes him very uncomfortable because he's used to his, his lifestyle where he just comes, goes to work, comes home, play game, and not really care about anything else. And he doesn't want to be worried about anything as well. And he's trying to get rid of that feeling. And I just said, hey, man, you can't really deny your emotions or your, your, your affection for somebody. You can't. You can't lie, do that. If you are, if you're trying to, you're just lying to yourself. And uh, he said, well, yeah, I understand. I just don't like this feeling. I want to get back to the way I've been doing. And then it kind of just went into a conversation where we he started to kind of reevaluate his life. And he was mentioning, like, <clears throat> you know, what what is the point? What am I doing? You know, what am I doing with my life? I'm, I'm pretty much 40 years old. And I go to work and I come home and I play games. I haven't really shown anything in my life. And I feel a little bit disappointed about that. And I, there, recently I've been really feeling lonely. He really, and he, he, he told me, he said he, he really appreciates our friendship. And he, he really feels like I'm the only person from high school that he still stays in contact with. Now, that's one thing about me. When I find somebody that I can connect with and really good friends with, I, for some reason, I'm that type of person that just makes it a point to stay in that person's life. I, I really like to stay in contact. Even if it's been like a couple years, I do like to pop in and say, hey, what's up? I was thinking about you and just want to see how you're doing. You know, I stay in contact with a lot of people. Um, there's some that I, I haven't talk, spoken to, but that doesn't mean I don't care about them or I don't like them or anything like that. It's just that there's some people that you just have that connection with, you know, where you just want to continue talking. And my friend Nate, he's that type of person. Like, he and I have that good connection where we can just kind of be ourselves and then joke around and then <laughs> have a good conversation. 
and he i want to say he's a good friend he's my he's my best friend um he's one of my best friends and i know that he will be there for me and, uh, and vice versa i will be there for him and when he was sharing with me about how he was feeling it was it was really bothering me and it made me you know just sit there and think man okay i really wish that he was in a relationship and he said to me that he really he knows that i care and he just wants somebody to care about him but not in a friendship way he wants to be loved i'll say that he doesn't from what i was gathering or what he was saying he doesn't feel like he's loved he doesn't feel like he's been appreciated he doesn't he doesn't feel like like what's the point of me being here and i don't mean like he's thinking suicidal thoughts or anything like that but he's just sitting there saying like he wants more he wants more to life than just material things he wants the emotional connection he wants a, a, a meaningful relationship with someone and he doesn't feel like maybe he's good enough or anyone that he's encountered hasn't been hasn't been there for him and or ends up not liking him or putting him as we used to say in the friend zone because he's a good dude he's he's honest honestly he's a good dude and he knows how to treat a woman and he knows that how a woman should be treated but yet a lot of girls that he mentioned that he encounters view him immediately as a friend not somebody that they can see a relationship with which i think is messed up but maybe just maybe my friend is actually looking in the wrong direction or looking for women in the wrong area because I, I think a lot of these women that he mentions are either someone that he um he works with or he somebody that he know that he works with knows someone and I'm, I told him, I said, hey, maybe you just need to find a different location. Maybe you're looking in the wrong spot for these girls. Maybe just not not in your area. It's not looking good. Um, there, there has to be somebody. And I mentioned this to uh, my wife and my wife mentioned, she was like, hey, why don't they just go to like church? You know, I'm not like try to look for a relationship at church, but, you know, go go to a positive environment where people don't look down on you or judge you where you can make good healthy relationships and good friends with somebody that's outside of your norm you know do something that's different do something that's that you're not used to doing and i know my my friend has i don't know if he's been to church but if he has then uh he should definitely go back find a good church just spend the day now uh, well, i wouldn't say today just sit down spend a service and then afterwards try to meet and meet and greet people you know let them know who you are that type of uh what you should what i recommend he should do um don't go to, don't look at bars and sometimes you can't even i mean very small percentage you can meet people on gaming because like i said he really loves games he plays online all the time but a lot of these people that he's gaming with are either in a long distance different parts of the of the country and it's very hard to find that connection where you want to meet them face to face not zoom or anything but face-to-face type of connection sit down have a conversation instead over a game have a conversation about anything else not saying that those type of relationships can't start from something like that from a game or or computers or stuff like things like that but try to be a little bit old school like find somebody without texting them or sending out your your profile yeah, some people be like, old school, why would you want to do that when I can just make a profile and then it'll just tell me how many people I match with? Yeah, but, mm, you know, <laughs> I know it's a lot easier said than done because there's that, that 
something. Always that fear of rejection. But uh, I feel like I'm just kind of going off on a tangent. But uh, back to my friend and what he said, where he just wants to be in that relationship. He feels lonely. And I, I told him, I was being honest with him. I said, hey, you know what? I have the perfect answer for your problems. Now, it's not going to solve it immediately, but this is the perfect answer for your problems. Actually, you know what? It will solve it immediately. But it, your emotions and stuff like that will still linger, but you you have started a journey you have decided to take a journey take a leap of faith and do something that's not normal and he knew immediately what i was going to say and i said (laughs) the answer is jesus to be quite honest with you it is jesus christ that is the answer for where he said he felt lonely he wants to be in a relationship he doesn't know what the meaning of his life what's the purpose of his living when you accept Jesus, you start to understand who you are. You have intrinsic, innate value. The Lord looks at you and values you, and he loves you. And the fact that you invited him into your heart means, and when I mean heart, I don't mean the organ, the heart. I mean in your life, in your being, in your spirit, in your soul. When you invite the Lord into that, that means you are on the path to a whole different lifestyle your your thoughts and everything starts to change you realize that you are not lonely you realize that there is a god in the universe there's a god out there that truly loves you for who you are but he doesn't want to leave you for who you are when you first invite him in he wants to transform your heart so i i mentioned that to him and i, I uh he said well i'm not too sure how i can invite or or bring him in to my life and I said, I can certainly help you with that. And he said, well, okay, okay. Well, you know, I don't necessarily want to rush into things, but I do have some questions because I I don't know a lot. And I said, hey, you know what? If you have any questions, feel free to ask me. And this brings me to our next point. Sharing, sharing is caring. I'm sure you all heard that, but sharing is definitely caring. <clears throat> Jesus told us to go out into the world and preach the gospel, making disciples of all nations. He said that. He didn't say that just so we can just go out there and do it for no reason. He said that because Jesus loves each and every one of us. And he wants to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. But there's a lot of people that don't know who Jesus is. That's why the ones that do know, he had ordered us to go out into the world sharing the gospel, the good news. For people that feel lonely, feel like they're questionable with relationships, feel like what's the point of on me living or what's the point of my life why do i do i have value you know what's wrong with me the reason why i'm not in a relationship you know there are many reasons why jesus wants us to go out into the uh, to the world and preach that gospel because he's saying he's the answer to all your problems whatever you're feeling give it to me because i will bring you rest it's not an overnight transformation it isn't it takes time the way your lifestyle that you've been living most of your life will still continue to be like that but the thing is is that you you know what direction you want to go and so your old lifestyle slowly starts to go away you don't want to do it too quickly because you may easily backslide and just revert back to the way things are because you have an unrealistic view on what it should be like it just goes along like see with me i enjoy fitness and it's just like fitness and when you have whenever you have a goal in life you want to 
either lose weight or gain muscle or uh, just just have a healthy lifestyle. There's a process to it. You know, you can't sit there and expect that just because you joined the gym, you worked out that one time and then the next day you're going to look like a Greek god. No, you can't expect just because when you've been working out your entire life and having the fitness and then you sit there and one day you decide to eat some pizza that the next day you're going to look fat. No, it's a process. It takes time. If you continue with that process and continue working towards it and practicing following Christ, your heart and your mind and your soul will slowly start to change through this world. Through this world, what this world is trying to tell you, how you should live. But Jesus is sitting there saying, no, don't follow this world. You can be in it, but don't be of the world. Because this world is going to eat you and then spit you out when it's done with you. But if you are in the world and you are living the life that I want you to live because I have value in you. Because I love you. Your life and your mind will start to change. And then your whole demeanor, your manners the way you talk will start to change and you'll start affecting other people. People will start being curious about who is this person? He was like this not too long ago, but it seems like he doesn't he doesn't live this way anymore. Why is that? And then that's an opportunity for us to share the gospel to them whenever they have questions. Yes, it's not going to be an easy road following Christ. It's not because Christ came down from heaven. God in human form came down in heaven for us. So we might get to know who he is. He loved us that much that he took upon himself the penalties of sin. He had taken our sin and put it on him and died on the cross. But yet he came back three days later to prove that he has defeated death. To prove that he's defeated the, the bounds of sin. To prove that we can have a relationship with Christ. To prove that he loves us more than anything. And the fact of the matter is is when we start to understand why God came down for us anything that we've been stressing about is minor because God is bigger than all of our problems God can handle anything we just need to leave it in his hands and so when I hear my friend talking about his struggles this is what I want my friend to experience and understand yes it's going to be hard for him to understand that because He's been living his most of his life not knowing or just with a lot of negative thoughts towards relationships because it's hard for him to have one. So he's probably going to immediately think like, what's Jesus going to do that I, I I haven't experienced or I've been rejected many times? Like being in a relationship with him, like, how is that going to help me? And that's why I'm thankful for, for the Lord that I've been in, in a um constant communication with my friend so this opportunity can present himself so the Lord can speak through me and plant that seed in my friend's heart like I said sharing is caring and if you have your Bibles with you let's let's check this out because when you preach the gospel and you have uh, when you accept Christ in your heart and like I said, the way that you've been living before will change. And the people around you might be curious or might kind of push off on it because of the way your life has been. It will create division, but don't 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 worry about the division. In Luke 12, 51, 53. 
It says, do you think I have come to bring peace to the to the earth? No, I've come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor of three against. Father will, uh, father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. What Jesus is saying is that not everyone's going to accept. But when you do, it will, other people will see and maybe maybe upset or put off by the way that your whole life is starting to change or what you decided to give your life to my friend goes to work and he says there's a lot of miserable people miserable people there i can't even speak and the moment he gives his life to christ just just imagine what could happen it could it could be in a positive system where a lot of people are very supportive of his life or there may be a negative effect where people start looking at him and be like, oh my gosh, why is he this way? Are you serious? He's, he decided to become a Christian? You know, I, I don't know if I can associate myself with people like that. Or they start to push back and say, what you believe is false. And this is why it's important, I think, that the Lord wants me to do as well, is when my friend, if he does, and I pray and hope one day he accepts Christ into his heart, that the Lord, as just as my I am to my family and my boys, places upon me as well to mentor my friend so he can continue walking in that path of truth and light i can't just sit there and say you believe excellent and then just and then just shove it off and then expect for him to pick up and then start running with it he won't know where to start and that actually brings me into another point is that he actually asked me like how do i how do i know where to start like what do i need to do like what do i need to read i definitely will read and i said hey i'd be more than happy to send it to you what helped me, because I can easily sit there and say, you know, read the beginning of the Bible. In the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. You know, nothing's wrong with that. But why don't he understand and see who God is? See God's character. So start with the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I said, start with Matthew. Very, not too complicated, very simple. So I'm going to with the lord's help and i pray that he will you know guide me and give me the wisdom to do so but help my friend and start him off with reading the gospel the true gospels but like i like i said it will create division and that's why it's important for me to continue helping my friend because it's easy for you to just jump in and then once in a moment you start feeling adversity or feeling some kind of pushback you kind of just get scared and you you're you're pretty much not on solid ground just yet but the more and more you become uh growing your faith you're understanding who god is and what he wants for you in your life and his plan for you your your foundation starts to harden and it will not budge the moment you have that strong relationship with the Lord. No matter how much pushback you receive, your firmness and your foundation in Christ will be still. No matter how much pushback you get, they can't push you back. Because you know why? Because you have the Lord and the true God of this world behind your back. In support of you. So for us as, as fellow believers of, and brothers and sisters in Christ, there should be no excuse for us not to be able to share with our family and our friends. When you see the opportunity, feel, 
be happy, be glad that God gave you that opportunity to plant that seed, to answer any questions that you may have. I have a, like, a lot here, but like I said, make disciples of the world in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Make disciples of all nations. You can't do this alone. The Spirit will help you in Acts 1 through 8. Excuse me, Acts 1, verse 8. The Holy Spirit will be the helper of you. And be prepared to defend Christ whenever you face adversity. And this is something you should be able to help your friends, your new brothers and sisters in Christ with. In 1 Peter 3.15, be prepared to defend Christ. And always pray for your friends. Always pray that when they truly believe that it wasn't falling on gravel rock or it wasn't falling on on something where they, they just can't grow their roots and it's easy to pull them up. No. Pray that they continue this journey and that they mean it with their heart and not their lips. They can confess with their lips, yes, but confess with your heart that Jesus is God. He came down, died for my sins, and he came back three days later to prove and to have that relationship. So I just wanted to share that with you guys about my friend. There's a lot more. There's going to be a part two of this. I'm going to be recording here shortly. But about sharing and caring, the importance of sharing with the, your the loved ones and your friends on what we need to do as brothers and sisters in Christ. So this is GFE, God, Family, and Everything Else. Again, my name is Kevin. Thank you for listening. Let's go out there and make disciples of all nations. Get ready for part two here shortly. I'm out.